Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They're the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Feels great to be back in the office today doing the podcast. We appreciate you guys joining us here at 10 a.m. Central Time every weekday in the call-in app um, with that live chat feature that is usually going off in, in some way. But we have a lot to talk about today as we missed Friday, but it feels good to be back. A lot going on with the NBA playoffs. But let's start here with the MVP award. A lot of people not happy with the fact that Jokic wins second second year in a row now, wins the NBA MVP award. I'm not too upset about it. I didn't even think about it or question it until I got to the office this morning and logged into Twitter. Yeah. I heard it on the way here and I thought, okay, he wins it again. No problem. A lot of people upset that Joel Embiid did not win the MVP. I mean, it's kind of one of those deals, too, where, like, the news came out this morning. I was like, huh, I actually expected it to be Embiid, but it's not like I'm butthurt about it. Like, Jokic is great in the regular season. You get to the playoffs, wasn't else much but him. They're just, the Nuggets are who they are, and it's pretty much Jokic heading into the season or during the regular season, helps them win games, plays great basketball. You get to the playoffs, it just doesn't carry over. So, like you said, Embiid, a lot of people are upset about it. To me, it was just kind of one of those deals, like I just said, I wasn't as surprised, but it was more just like, huh, I wonder what the separation was. Right, and I looked into it a little bit this morning even, and I guess maybe for the regular season award, because it is, it's not a playoff award. These guys had to have their vote in before the playoffs started. But even for the like the seventy sixers were pretty good during the regular season. Embiid was really good during the regular season. It's not like Philadelphia had a shitload more wins than the Nuggets did. Mm-hmm. They, they won fifty one games, and the Nuggets won forty eight games. So you can't even have that argument. Some people do. I know in football too. It's like you have to almost meet a threshold of okay, our team won so many games, we're good. But I mean, they're both they're right there. It's very similar. And I would have voted for Embiid. I don't have a, an MVP of vote. A lot of people don't know that. I would have voted for him, though. But I'm not upset either that Jokic won it. And when you even look at their stats, because I think it's a very stat-driven league, Embiid averaged 30.6 points per game, which led the league in scoring average. He didn't score the most points. It's just the average, which is also bullshit. But Jokic was right there, too. He averaged 27 points a game. The difference, like you mentioned here, Jokic grabbed 13.8 rebounds a game. Embiid had 11.7. That's mm-hmm. a two-rebound difference. And um, Jokic had 7.9 assists a game. Embiid had four. About four assists a game. So when you start to break it down and you look at other things outside of scoring, which they're really good at, Jokic actually had the better season. So I almost kind of applaud the... NBA voters for not just saying, okay, this guy scored a lot of points, he was on a good team, and it's about time for him to win one, so let's just go ahead and give him the award. Yep. It, it was nice that it wasn't a, oh, 
Jokic has already won an MVP, so like he's not going to get it again this year. Mm-hmm. They're not scared to go back to back. Yeah, I hate that argument. I was like, I oh well, it's you... so like just lazy. Uh huh. Yeah, like even with um, Giannis, a lot of people made that argument. Like, oh, he won it last year. He's going to have to do something really special to do it again. Or what if he's just still the most valuable player? Yeah. What if he's still the best player in the league? But I'm, I'm also happy that the NBA doesn't just look at it and say, okay, who's the best player? Just give it to Giannis again. Or let guys like LeBron be up there again. <laughs> like, give it to the guy who earns it. And I think if we're being real honest about that award too, if you take Jokic off the Nuggets team, mm-hmm. they're shit. They're completely terrible out of the playoffs. If you take Embiid off the 76ers, they're probably not in the playoffs. But I, I think they could make the play. Oh, I don't think the Nuggets would have. Yeah, honestly. Like at I mean, all. the Nuggets, I mean, there's just, like we said, like it's just during the regular season, they are led by Jokic, especially with Jamal Murray being out with an injury, too. Everyone kind of expected him to be able to come back in February, March, didn't comes, doesn't come back at all. And it's just like, well, Michael Porter Jr., he's also injured. Shocker. Like, well, we've seen one full healthy season from him in the NBA, and that was the bubble pretty much because he got a month and a half off. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much got your, your time off there. Yeah. Um, I like Embiid. I, I think he's playing very well. I like to see a guy coming back and playing after injury. That's kind of my thing. I lose respect for guys when they start to bow out. Um, I was very wrong about the NBA playoffs, though. And this was the NBA gods, the basketball gods, saying, oh, this guy thinks he knows something about basketball. <laughs> Let's absolutely flip it. Because I said last week, the Suns-Mavs series is done. It's over. I said the 76ers-Heat series was done and over. Well, both those series are tied at 2-2 now. And I did. I thought they were over. Um, the 76ers coming out. I talked shit on James Harden. Old James Harden showed up. and not Boy, did he. Not old as in terms of age. I mean old James Harden as in terms of he might actually still be good. <laughs> He's just been kind of resting a little bit. Like, all right, fine. Joel Embiid wants to lead the team. Like, go ahead, dude. Like, just do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes off. Uh, what was that game last night for like thirty-one points? I was mm-hmm. trying to look it up. Yeah, thirty-one points. Gets to the free throw line nine of ten times. Uh, maybe that's something to do with it too. But also added the seven assists. Sorry, seven rebounds, nine assists for them too. And with B- Embiid, he's out there. He still looks very good, but he still doesn't look like himself. Yeah, yeah, you can tell there's a little hesitancy there. Which, mm-hmm. granted, you have a broken face and you're wearing a mask. I'm sure, as some you know, some way, shape, or form, it, it kind of impairs your vision a little bit. But like, oh, have you ever worn one? Uh, I think I put one on and was like, ooh, this is mm-hmm. like, there's constantly something like underneath your eyes. Yep. And so like, it's, it, it's really bothersome. It's like when you go back to 2020 and most of us started wearing masks for the first time, mm-hmm. and it like affected your ability to walk. And you're like, why can't I see my feet anymore? This is weird. I don't like it. Uh, that's what wearing a mask was like. Uh, my buddy broke his nose in high school and had to wear one for like two weeks. And so we would goof off in PE and wear it and try to play basketball. And it was tough. It's hard to see through. And it was not a pleasurable experience. And, I mean, obviously the one that he had a little different than the one that guys in the NBA are wearing. Yeah. Uh, but it was still, it was tough. So I think once Embiid's back... He's kind of healthier. I don't, I don't know that he's going to be healthy until the playoffs are over. But I, I think this series is still alive. Obviously, it's 2-2 now, and 
I said it was over. I really thought it was. I wasn't even. I didn't even watch game three because I thought it was going to be bad. And then here, here in game four, now the series tied up. I, I think your Miami Heat might be in some trouble. Oh, it, it's definitely tough seeing that, especially when James Harden's finally dropping you know thirty some points, and you look at well, what the Heat do? You know, you lose by eight points. Holy cow! Jimmy Butler dropped forty points. Bam Adebayo twenty one, and Victor Oladipo fifteen with Tyler Hero and eleven. It's like you guys still lost. You had a player score forty points and you still lost. And yeah. I think it goes to show that it, it, I mean, clearly it doesn't help that Kyle Lowry goes down with somewhat of a hamstring injury, and then that you don't have Duncan Robinson. Then they're playing who's your outside shooter, and he. I think they. I mean, they only made what five threes or seven threes out of the whole game. And you go down here and you look at the <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers and they hit 16 of them. And you're just like, holy cow, well, there's a little bit of a difference there. So, yeah. you know, 76ers are making the most of our, those opportunities. And with James Harden getting to the line, like you said, nine or ten times and making nine of them, that's, kind of, that's what separates him on getting those free buckets where he does get that extra nine to ten points a night. And it's like, man, look at the stat line. He's back. Well, yeah, he got, he got to the free throw line. So now it just shows he's getting those calls. Hopefully that kind of balances itself back out, and it's not a, oh, he didn't get no calls, and he's getting all the calls. Let's just find the middle ground there. Because if not, then, yeah, 76ers might be able to kind of get away with this. Because Joel Embiid, like we said, with the mass, still dropping 24 points. It's still a very productive night for the big guy. Uh, I think if Embiid and Harden can continue to play the way that they have the last two games, the Heat are in trouble. I, not even just the Heat, I think the whole Eastern Conference in a little bit of trouble because that duo is going to be really good. And I don't know what happened with James Harden when he got there. He stopped playing well. Yeah, but if you can get even like 25 from him a night, which is a lot, but it shouldn't be for a guy who was a superstar six months ago, you can get 25 from him, 25, 8, and 8 with you know Embiid going 25 and 10. It's going to be tough for the Heat to beat this team with those – Two guys. I mean, I've been saying that since that trade happened. But even with the Suns and the Mavericks, that series being even now, I didn't expect that to happen either. Now you've got some, like Chris Paul fouling out of the game early with some some bad calls. But we'll see what happens in that one. But I did want to talk about the uh, the fan experience with Chris Paul. Ooh. And uh, a kid gets kicked out of a game for allegedly, and I. There are people that are like going on record and saying they saw it too. Allegedly putting his hands on Chris Paul's mom and Chris Paul's wife to the point to where uh, the quote I saw was his family was starting to feel unsafe. That is some absolute bullshit. And the fact that it's from like a teenager too. And like you see the video of him kind of getting escorted out where the entire Suns bitch, bench excuse me, is turning around looking at this and just kind of wanting to figure out what's happening. And then Chris Paul sees the news and hears about it. It's like, oh, my family's involved. Where's the kid at that pushed him? And then as it's leading him out, when you see the kid's mom have the look on her face like, hey, you have messed up royally. We need to get out of here. And he's still trying to, like, stay there. I was like, yeah, this kid's clearly in the wrong. I would like to see what happened. Like, and I'm not trying to defend the kid at all, but, like, was there any, like, jarring going back and forth? Was it just like a playful, like, hey, hey, look at this, like the Mavs are winning, you know, putting his yeah. hands on, and then like it kind of led to a stumble. Again, not defending the kid, but I just wonder if it was one of those deals. Because when you hear like push, in my mind, I'm thinking he just like looks like you're Chris Paul's mom. Wham! See you later. Well, and yeah, I doubt push that's could mean a lot of different things. Yeah. I've seen like a two-hand shove to where a body goes flying, and we count that as a push. I've been supervising a recess, and some kid comes up and says, hey – 
Billy just pushed me, and I say, no, that's two-hand touch football. Stop <laughs> crying, get over it, get back out there. So yeah. push could mean a lot of different things. And put hands on, that could mean a million different things. Yeah. Not not supporting this kid at all. Because honestly, he just looks like a little douchebag. He does. He looks time. like he probably needs his ass kicked. <laughs> Even when Chris Paul uh, kind of finds his way to a clinic, he's like, hey, I'll see you after the game. Like, we're not down <laughs> yeah. to Like, as the kid, I'd just be like, I am so screwed. Because you see Chris Paul out on the floor. He's the shortest guy out there. You see him in just real life every day. He's I mean, six he's three. still 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, six, we call three. you big country. He's your height. 100%. That's <laughs> what I mean. It's like, you see him out on the court, you're like, oh, little guy. You see him in real life, you're like, <laughs> no, uh-huh. sir. Yeah. Stud. I saw a, a video of Dwayne Wade walking. I, I, th- I don't even remember what it was. Because the only thing that I noticed was Dwayne Wade doesn't look very big on an NBA court. He towers over all these other average people. 6'4". Yep. You don't see that walking around too often. <laughs> Yeah, people forget these NBA players actually big. You might think, ah, Chris Paul, John Moran, I kick their ass. And then you remember they're six foot two, six foot three. Yeah, that's a big guy. That's a big guy walking around. You might not want to fuck with that dude. Um, I think they should ban these fans. I, I haven't seen the video uh, as of this morning when we're doing the podcast. I haven't seen the video of the fan actually putting hands on the family members. But if it is, if it is bad. Ban them for life, especially him. He looks like he's 16 years old. No thanks. You can never come back. Or his family members, too. Mom and dad, sorry about you. I also, I don't know why these NBA players keep putting their family members, like, courtside. Do they not? What a suite? Like, do they not have those in the NBA? I don't know. Or is it just the experience to be right there on the floor? Also, it's apparently mowing season here i don't know yeah i mean god forbid we do it any earlier in the day it's like oh 10 o'clock they see the live sign on just hey i get it the freaking window i get it i'm that dad i'm the one who's running the leaf blower at 10 a.m on a saturday i get it at a 10 a.m i like to get up early and do it but that's a d like 10 a.m is a decent time on the weekend if you're doing that shit at six in the morning i'm rolling down i'm rolling my window i'll be like hey just give me an hour (laughs) not a long night I don't have to deal with that in my neighborhood either. That must be nice. <laughs> Probably because I'm the guy that sets the clock. <laughs> like, all right, that jackass is out there mowing. I guess I can finally get out of bed and do it. I also like <laughs> you to don't even realize you're hot. the neighborhood alarm clock on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what it is on a Monday morning is that GD trash truck that rolls through my neighborhood at 630 in the morning. I don't even need an alarm on Mondays. It's just like, oh, the trash truck is here. Here we go. Which is louder than any truck I've ever heard in my life. They are unreasonably loud. I remember like being a kid. I think it was a Wednesdays. The alarm clock was, oh, my God, Austin, get out of bed and take the trash out. I forgot to do it last night. And it's like, you got it, Mom. And in the winter months, it was brutal because you wake up like half asleep still. You're throwing on shoes. You might have on like Mom's flip-flop and your little sister's. You know, tennis shoe, and you're just trying to hurry up and grab the trash can out the back door, run around the house. And when you take a step outside, and you're like, it snowed last night. It is super cold, and I got on a right flip flop on my left foot and a left shoe on my right foot, and I'm just out here waddling this trash can. And if the trash guy was nice, he'd sit and wait for you. If not, it was like, sorry, kid, you're a little too late. I just hit it next time. Couldn't. In our I household. don't produce a lot of trash, though. We I've did. As a family of six, Trash mm-hmm. is 
endless. It was like New York City. Yeah. One like if you miss the day, it's like you're fucked. Now you've got trash bags laying around your. Oh, you're playing can. Tetris outside through the rest of the week trying to get the trash bags. Or if you're like me, up. it's like, oh, did it rain hard? Now I don't have a garbage can. It's down the road, <laughs> and I have to go. It find has it. disappeared. Yeah. Uh, a couple things in the chat. Bryce says, as sports fans, we almost need another Malice at the Palace to remind us that we're not immortal in the stands, and these athletes could easily hand us our collection of butts. Uh, yes. I think, like, that's a ticking time bomb. Like, I feel like it's going to With, happen. like, the Dave Chappelle stuff that just happened, mm-hmm. some of the other things that have happened with fans, like Russell Westbrook, it, like, it's probably going to be him next year. Let's mark it down. May 9th, I'm... <laughs> I think it's going to happen next NBA season. <laughs> Russell Westbrook is not going to be a Laker. He's going to be on some other team that's bad and losing. He's going to get frustrated. He's going to act out. He will be Malice at the Palace too. Sacramento? No, wait. <laughs> and then Sacramento's like, we have to get rid of the Kings. We have to ship him off. Yeah, like maybe Kansas he goes City. to Sacramento for like De'Aaron Fox or something like that. He's playing in Utah. Somebody makes a smart remark. Russell Westbrook going to go off. I hope you're right. Update the record. It is <laughs> uh, like we almost do need something like that. Or you can't just be out there running your mouth and doing whatever you want. It's and on social media, just running your mouth. Like there is like the saying is like people are way too comfortable just being douchebags on the internet. Yeah, wasn't that like Mike Tyson that said that? Like yeah, people yeah. fucking with Mike Tyson too. <sighs> Dave Chappelle, even Will Smith going after Chris Rock. That was a little out of pocket. Like, you just can't be doing that stuff. It's just that mindset of like nothing. It's nothing can happen. You know what I think it is? Everybody's too sensitive. Society as a whole, too sensitive. It's like there's the it's like the weird balance of being like too sensitive or just like so insensitive that like you just don't give a shit about anybody else. And then when they react, you're like, "Oh, you're being real sensitive." It was like, "No, like I gave you a fine line of stuff for a while, and now I've had enough." I feel like that's where it falls into that little balance of, hey, these athletes can only take so much. We've mm-hmm. heard several remarks to the media, several remarks to the NBA itself, and it's like, okay, I'm done. I am sick and tired of being the nice guy and the professional because I'm getting paid millions of dollars. You want to talk about me and my family while I'm trying to play a game of basketball? You paid to come see me play, and you're going to disrespect me? How about a little uh, knuckle sandwich? How about that? Did you order that <laughs> off the menu? I got a three-piece for you right here. A three-piece knuckle sandwich? You missing two you fingers? You better believe it. Huh? Are you missing two fingers? No, nah, you just came out, wham, wham, wham. They sure didn't realize how oh. hungry they were. Sure you, okay. I thought you meant per finger. It's like, that's a five-piece. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got to look at my hand like, huh. <laughs> you got to count them just to make sure. I think I yeah. might be missing some I fingers. got four fingers and a thumb. Yeah, I'm Actually, good. Uh, yeah, the fan thing, it's getting obnoxious. I'm glad they're throwing these people out. Um, but, I mean, if you get in a fight at a stadium, you should be charged with assault or whatever it is. You should be kicked out. You should be banned for life. I remember a point in time when they weren't showing people who would uh, streak or run out on the field anymore. They'd just be like, oh, we have to go to commercial break. We're not even going to talk about it. We're not going to acknowledge it and give them their 15 minutes of fame. Now it's like we've reverted back. It's like, oh, we have to see it. Mm -hmm. have to see it. I saw a video over the weekend of Cubs fans fighting in the bleachers against themselves. (laughs) Yeah. It was just—it was the slowest fight I'd ever seen. It's like, like you guys get that so shit at drunk. Chiefs games too, not too long ago. It's like you guys are fighting each other, but it's not even like Raiders versus Chiefs. It's chief on chief crime. <laughs> it, it is terrible. Like what? Chiefs kingdoms just tearing each other apart. 
And that's why, like, even my daughters have asked me, like, hey, when can we go to a Chiefs game? I'm like, when you're, like, 16, 17, yeah. I'm not taking you to a Chiefs game. I remember hearing about it when I was in, like, uh, elementary school. I had my buddies and his family, we know, were Raiders fans. So they go to a Chiefs-Raiders game. He's like, man, the craziest thing happened to us yesterday. We're, uh, you know, leaving the parking lot. People just start punching our van because we had a Raiders sticker on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what'd your dad do? And he's like, oh, he didn't get out. I'll tell you that. There's about 20 Chiefs fans, and there's one Raiders guy in a van. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, we just I absolutely had hate to keep driving. Fans. It's so obnoxious. It's a fucking sticker. Yeah. Like, of someone else. Like, to get irrationally mad that somebody roots for a team that you don't root for. Friendly banter, I'm all about. Mm-hmm. Have some fun. Like, if we kick Jake out of the chat right now, it's just like, no, fuck the Raiders. Don't allow them. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would never happen. <laughs> like he's a Raiders fan. He's one of our most loyal listeners that we have. Like, Can why you can't everybody just get along? On a Sunday when they play, I might talk some shit. Or I've made some wagers before with um I have a buddy who's a Ravens fan. Yeah. Every year he'll slide my DMs and be like, What are we betting this year? I'm like, Do you want to seriously keep doing this? Because I keep winning. <laughs> yeah, my buddy keeps <laughs> betting me fifty bucks. I've won hundred and fifty. <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe you just stop doing this. The Chiefs are pretty good right now. But there's there should be no place for that either. Or yeah. opposing teams that go to like Arrowhead or any other stadium, really. Why do you have to be a just complete dickhole to people? <laughs> because they're wearing something that is opposite of what you cheer for. Yeah. I w- tell the truth Monday, though. My daughters went on a trip with their mom for Mother's Day to like Northwest Arkansas or somewhere like that to go on like a hiking trip. And I got a text message when they were on their way and their mom said, can we maybe stop with all the negative Oklahoma talk? And I said, what are you talking about? (laughs) And she said, your daughters just went on a rant about how much Oklahoma sucks and how they never want to go there. And I'm like, I'm not going to change my opinion. Oh, no, you. I I just can't. You've known me for, like, 15 years now. Like, I'm, I am who I am. And she said, I, I, I've i fought my battles with the OU thing, but it's not about OU anymore. They refused to drive through the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> and in the text, I was like, oh, no, that's so bad. In reality, I'm like, it's my fucking girls right there. Never been prouder. Make daddy proud. <laughs> yeah, no, the state of Oklahoma sucks. So did I text what I needed to to end that argument? Sure did. But when I see him. The fact that that's even got to be an argument. Like, <laughs> just let him. Fuck Oklahoma. A, you know what he cares about. Yeah. Now, so was their trip being, in Oklahoma? Where were they going again? I don't. They were on their way to like Arkansas. Okay. But thought. They're seven and nine. They thought they had to go through <laughs> Oklahoma to get there. And then went on, I guess, like this 30-minute rant of how Oklahoma sucks. Uh, They would rather take the long way around. (laughs) Which, again, they didn't even have to go through Oklahoma. But they were so worried about, like, the possibility of being there. (laughs) I I can imagine them just, like, bouncing off one another. Like, Oklahoma sucks. Yeah, I'd rather take the long way around. Yeah, Yeah. freak the – (laughs) yeah. That's a very valid point, Maya. Now let me shit on Oklahoma (laughs) for a while, too. Have you heard about their tolls that you have to pay for and the fact that their roads aren't even any good? (sighs) That's my – but you know what? To Oklahoma fans – I'm always respectful. So are they. My daughter's best friend is a Texas A&M fan. It's like they're good. If they don't like Oklahoma, it's whatever. They're still going to be nice people because that's the way fandom should work. Yeah. Am I going to talk shit on a Saturday? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I am. 
That's part of it. Be nice to people. Uh, also, John Morant in this series with the Warriors. That one is 2-1 right now. We get the good games tonight, which would be Bucks, Celtics, Warriors, Grizzlies. I really like John Morant. I really hope he plays. This whole knee injury thing, I'm just going to be honest, is losing some cool points for me. You think he's milking it? I think he's milking it. I think he might actually be injured, which is different than being hurt. But I like the limping around. I the like, oh, you broke the NBA code. I think he's kind of milking it a little bit. Yeah. Did someone tell him? I thought because he made the tweet. Like I saw you. That's what you're referring to there. He's like he tweeted out like, oh, you broke the NBA code. Wasn't that referred to him as well or something? Didn't Steve Kerr say that? It was the Steve Kerr started it with the Dylan Brooks foul. It's like that you oh, broke the code right. on that one. It I, like this NBA code thing. I don't know where the fuck it came from. It's probably just Steve Kerr coming out and John Moran. What fucking code are you talking about? Okay, yeah, you broke yeah. the code. My knee's injured. Why are you trying to lean into or throw hands at it? I hope it's not something that catches on, though. This whole NBA code, like the MLB unwritten rules. Like, yeah. There's no code in the NBA. There's no unwritten rule that's like, hey, we don't foul hard. That's just a note. Like, everybody knows that. You just don't do that. You don't try to intentionally hurt people. And, and I don't think that was the case in either event. I, I don't think Dylan Brooks intentionally tried to hurt Gary Payton. He might have tried to foul him hard. He hit him in the head. That sucks. Or like Draymond slapping that other dude in the face. Like I don't think he meant to hit him in the face. I think he meant to slap the ball hard. But it's mm-hmm. just it's a tough series. But I like it. Yeah, I mean I do want the competition. I want like you know the stakes are high. You're in the NBA playoffs. Act like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I have enjoyed, you know, the whole little like social media banter that's come in after the games. I think that's a nice little, how do I want to say it, touch to the game or to the series where it's like, okay, hey, game's over. What is Jaw tweeted? What's being said? Mm-hmm. What's it's more than just the the post game interviews with the media. It's like, okay, this is true reaction here on how I think or feel about something. But I don't know if you saw. I guess there was a clips from the weekend where John Moran was at a club. I think it was Saturday night. Was out of the club in San Francisco. Yeah, just it's out and good. about. It's not. It's not good, man. Yeah, and then they come out last night and lost. So, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm trying to make sure I had those. If your knee's good enough to be in the club, I need to play because he's. Doubtful. So they played Saturday and then they lost, and then he went out. And he's doubtful for Game Four tonight. Uh-huh. We'll see what happens. I still really like him. I think he's a good, exciting player. He, he's trending down though. <laughs> it's trending down. Hopefully he comes Uh-oh. back and he can react. But that's hey, that's me. I've loved John Moran this whole time. So if he does something that I goes against my beliefs, I gotta call him out for it too. <laughs> it's like Dwayne Wade. I used to love Dwayne Wade, and then he hurt his shoulder. You wheel had a wheelchair for him, and I'm like, yeah, can't root for that guy anymore. <laughs> you're, oh, you're I want to talk to Dwayne Wade just so we can hear his side of it. Because I want him to be like, nah, dude, like I fucked up my like tailbone. Like it was bruised. It hurt to walk. Had to get out of the wheelchair. And I was like, more than just a shoulder. It was a hard fall. Yeah. I mean, it's too late now. He's he's done for. He's retired. I can't <laughs> can't go back and change all those opinions. Or Paul Pierce. I absolutely despise him. I've never been able to. Just never. Like I know we've talked about it before. It's like that is the one guy. That I just can't stand. Mm-hmm. He's got the most punchable face out of anybody that's in the NBA. Yeah, and I just wish the NBA would do something about the flopping. It's hard to, like, how are you going to tell a guy in a post-game press or be like, hey, 
downplay your injury. Nobody wants to see you be soft. You mm-hmm. probably can't do that. But like, somebody needs to. The next generation of athlete, like after LeBron, like Giannis needs to just come out and be like, yes, um, I lost my pinky finger in game three, but I am still going to be active and ready for game four. <laughs> I've said fuck the pinky finger. I'm fine. Had an amputated, you know, just, broken bone, didn't need it anyways. Yeah, like it's, it's not going to be Embiid. Or maybe it is. You know, he's playing through a lot of shit, and he hasn't been, he hasn't been milking it at all. Maybe he needs a little more credit. I wanted to throw Devin Booker out there, but, man, he's kind of a crybaby himself. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he was hurt earlier. Like maybe Luca. I can see Luca maybe just being – he's almost embracing that villain role. Kind of, but he's, he's a little floppy himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want Chet Luka to Holmgren, be that guy. The future of the NBA. Jesus. <laughs> Did you see the video of Paulo Boncaro at this, uh, this race? What is it, F1 or F1, whatever? yeah. And they thought it was Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. How? Yeah. He's going up, and he's interviewing the dude, and he thinks it's Patrick Mahomes. And he's like, wait, what's your name? And he's like, I'm Paulo. And then he just, like, stops the interview. It's like he had no idea that, yes, you didn't get Patrick Mahomes for the interview. You still got, like, a lottery pick in the NBA draft. But he was just like, thought you were somebody else. <laughs> he was done. <laughs> he wasn't having it at just all. Everyone's one's catching on, though. It is. It's I don't little... think I'm going to join the, the pack on that one, but. Seems I think you. Popular. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Not gonna say what you think. What I think you would or wouldn't. But it is one of those deals where they got bought out by like a media company. I saw like a whole report on it last night. Like probably I think three or four years ago, a whole another company bought it out, and then since then it has just been on this major rise of just like international fandom. And they had that documentary come out on Netflix, and it was a real big hit. Very interesting. That? Just F one. I think that's what it was called. I didn't see that. Yeah. But it ended up being like, you know, a top 10 show on Netflix for a couple months, I believe. And so it was kind of one of those deals where everyone's like, okay, like, wow, I didn't realize that much went into this. And now it's one of those deals where because I've looked at a couple tweets or videos, it's like one of those topics you may want to follow on Twitter. So I just see all of this stuff. But they had a big race in Miami. I know they have one in the city of Vegas coming up. Uh, I think it's this year. But it's just it has just kind of taken off here in the U.S. But it is really interesting. Have yeah, you seen- I didn't know if. They were, like, bringing more races to the United States, and maybe that's why it started to trend mm-hmm. more. Or, like, gambling is taking off, and if you can gamble on anything. And if their league or whatever, if it's going on right now in the spring, that's going to be a, a hot ticket. People want to gamble on it. Yeah. And um, some people can. What was the other thing I was going to say? Dead Have you seen, like, so when people race, like, NASCAR, you know how they get in the car, they, like, they take the net down, and they slide in through the car, and they sit down, they buckle uh-huh. themselves in? I watched Talladega Nights. I'm familiar. For sure. So with F1, they're like laying down in the car. They're laying down. Forwards? I didn't realize that. Yeah, they're not on like their bellies. Sitting. Are you getting some tummy time? No, like they're on their backs. They're like they're at a real low angle. So when you see like their head sticking up, it's just the way that they're angled, where their head is just enough in front of them. But they're pretty much laying the length of the car forward, and then the gas pedals are up real there. I guess it helps with the aerodynamics of the car. So that's the way they sit. Apparently, it's really comfortable for the drivers, and they like it. But it's just like your back is almost parallel with the ground. Like with the I asphalt. I can't even play video games on. laying down. These motherfuckers out there driving. R- racing car, 200 miles an hour <laughs> plus. That's, it looks dangerous. I did see a lot of people complaining about the track and how it was absolute shit. So maybe we do better with that here in the United States. I have no idea. I don't yeah. know what's a good track or bad track, to be honest with you. I saw people saying that it needs repaved. 
I'm like, oh, I'll take your word for it. It was the race in Oklahoma because those roads suck. Maybe don't go there. <laughs> You're gonna oh, about lap 15. That would be a $5 toll, please. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the kind of race I want to see where you, you put in some tolls, put in some gas stations. Like not a pit crew. You've got to go into Casey's, get yourself a donut and a chalky milk, and then come back and continue the race. Pee break. See if you can get to work on time. It's not a number of races. It's a time limit. Where you have to be there by 8. But we're also going to throw in a traffic jam. You're going to have to navigate around this stuff. That's the future of racing. Can you be illegal in it? Like, Can you just hit the shoulder and say, see ya? Sure. Cross a little median, hit the dirt road there on the side, and just take that for the next couple miles? Yeah. Might have to wait for a train. Ooh. Go through a couple small towns. Trains mm-hmm. stalled out. You know, you got to find another route. Hey, they do the Joplin Memorial Run every year. Maybe we make a Joplin race for the cure. Fun run for the cure. Also, by the way, we had a fantastic golf weekend. Yeah, we haven't even talked about it. I know Brooks sent us messages. Like we haven't posted anything on social. All day yesterday, I promise you, straight recovery. <laughs> I was in my bed. I'm dead serious. I was in my bed until 1 in the afternoon. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people with a similar story. I'm going to pat myself on the back here once again. I just I don't understand, Bello. I was up at 9 o'clock, and I mowed yesterday. I have no idea how. I don't, like, I I just don't get hungover. I woke up at 6. No, 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 no. I woke up at 4.30, dragged myself to the end of the bed where I could sit up, and I was like, I'm still intoxicated. Mm -hmm. I had to go. I drank two glasses of water and took three ibuprofen, went pee, came back to bed, laid down, woke up at 6, and then did not wake back up till one in the or excuse me till eleven thirty, and then I laid in bed trying to decide when do I want to try and get out, see if I'm still drunk or sick. It was a beautiful day yesterday. You missed it. It was beautiful. I had the windows open and everything from the mm-hmm. night before. Yeah. So when I got out walking the living, I was like, man, it is, <laughs> it is nice out here. Yeah. Anyone yeah. had a little Mother's Day dinner? Pissed off a younger sister. It's a great day. <laughs> <laughs> is that something you need to get into? You want to get it off your chest? Save it. For oh, Thursday. it's just hilarious. I mean, you just get me and my little brother together with you know with the youngest sister there, and it's just like she starts telling these stories where she's just so cool, and you're like, you know what? That's a stupid story. I don't know why you did that, and then she gets pissed off about it, and it's like, well, <laughs> happy Mother's Day. You got the whole crew back together. Imagine having me and my brothers together. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> dangerous but happy mother's day out there we didn't get to wish our mother's happy mother's day on friday we'll do it here on monday happy mother's day tell you what the mothers out there and all the other listeners too Uh, if you go to roper kia mention us here mic'd up they'll give you one thousand dollars off your nicer newer ride Uh, a very easy hassle-free buying experience too that's why roper kia continues to get my business and that thousand dollars off don't hurt either mention us at mic'd up get that thousand dollars off and find your nicer, newer ride at Roper Kia. Better believe it. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auction to every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. Yeah, even Jake puts it in the, the chat. Whenever there's radio silence from the mic'd up boys on a weekend, I know y'all had a good time. We did. 
100%. We definitely did. We'll get into some of our Matchmaker Monday stuff, too. I I have a great story. My one tweet (laughs) from the weekend will be my Matchmaker Monday. Uh, Let's talk a little football here, though. The NFL, they did it to us again. They announced some games. And I'll tell you, I love it because there was no Dan Patrick on this morning. So I was watching Get Up while I prepared for the show. And they're like, we have these massive announcements. Next on Get Up. Like, all right, what is it? It's like the fucking Eagles and Vikings are playing each other. That's not massive. No one gives a shit about that game unless you are an Eagles or a Vikings fan. Like, no offense to those two teams. You're not, like, at the top of your division. You're nowhere near the top of your conference. So that's not massive news. It's cool news. It's not massive. Massive news would be, like, this player got arrested and is suspended for six games. But no, you're just like, hey, by the way, there will be two football games on Monday night. I think we've gotten used to that. Yeah. I think the only thing. For week two, like that's the other thing. For week two. Yeah, not even week one. Week two, you've announced the schedule. It's going to be Bills Titans on ESPN. That game will be at 7.15 Eastern time. And then the Vikings and Eagles on ABC at 8.15. Er, 8. 30 Eastern time. Those are kind of overlapping a little bit. I don't understand that part. Yeah, because it's not like you get a game at 5 and then a game at 7. You're cannibalizing your own network. 100%. Because they're both obviously under the umbrella of Disney. Are they also looking at this like, oh, we're going to be like a quick trip and come and go? Like, we're the same company, different gas stations. We compete, but we're not competing. Are they the same? No, I think Bass Pro and Cabela's is probably a better analogy. Okay, I was going to say, I didn't know that. I didn't either. I think I made that. I was like, "Mm." (laughs) I come and go does have another one, though. It's whatever. But it's it's Bass Pro and Cabela's. Like, oh, we have these little competitions here. Same guy owns both. Bass Pro bought Cabela's. Right. Jordan and Nike brand. It's like, actually, we know. Yeah. So is this what you're trying to do here? But Mm -hmm. also the other thing about this, I don't even care about these games because I'm fully expecting Buffalo just blow Tennessee out of the water. And the game against Philadelphia and Minnesota, I know I'm going to be tired by the end of that day. I'm probably done watching the game. Yeah, it starts at 7.30 for us. Tell me when the mini, where the mini, the Manny cast is going. Right. Which game are they on? I'm going to assume that's going to be Bill's Titans on ESPN. Yep. I don't know. Like, who's going to be the crew for ABC in that game? You're, diff- you're going to have to get a different uh, one. Is it going to be Kirk? He, he probably can't do NFL games anymore with his Amazon deal that's right son of a gun everything in flex now who knows who's doing what uh i don't i don't understand the stagger start though i make these games earlier i know that like you're trying to get to that west coast time periods where it's not super inconvenient for them but i i think having it on earlier even if i were on the west coast i'd be like yeah let me miss some of that first quarter like i'm fine with that yeah. Uh, as opposed to like East Coasters who are like, I can't stay up. I'm missing the fourth quarter of this. Why game. do we try and help the West Coast but totally screw over the East Coast? Yeah. That's I don't know one how thing the, that confuses me. I'm sure we've got a lot of listeners on the East Coast. I don't know how y'all do it. How y'all stay up for all these games that start at 8 o'clock and end It's hard at to 11. do it in the Midwest. Or maybe I'm just a nerd. If I watch a really good sporting event, basketball game, football game, whatever it is, it takes me a minute to calm down <laughs> to where I can actually go to sleep afterwards. Yep. I, I mean, even like after the Super Bowl, who played the, the Rams and the Bengals this year? <laughs> even after that, it took me like two hours to like actually finally be like, okay, I'm not hyped up for this game anymore. 
I had no rooting interest in that game. Didn't even care who won. Neither, like, not my teams. Still took me like two hours to calm down after that. That's game. just how excited I was watching mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm right there with you. It's like any any sporting event that just has some excitement or like you find some type of emotional link to it. You're just like, okay, let's go. What's happening? Like a big shot in a basketball game, if it ends on like a buzzer beater, I'm on social media for the next hour mm-hmm. and a half. And then I was, yep. just, I was like, I need to put my phone down and go to bed. Then I'm laying there for 20 minutes trying to pretend to go to sleep so I can actually go to sleep. Right. Yeah. You ever thought about that? You got to pretend to go to sleep to actually go to sleep? It makes sense. Buck I've me never up thought about it, heard it Yeah. You got to close your eyes and act like you're sleeping until uh-huh. you eventually fall asleep. Sometimes I just I wonder, like, what was I doing when I fell asleep? How did I just peacefully doze off? When was it? What was I thinking about? Mm-hmm. That's what gets me. Yeah. What do you think you were thinking about? I have no idea. I was probably praying. <laughs> and then Same. got lost in my prayer and started thinking about something else. Like, I'm asking for this. God, please bless me. And then it's just like, man, I got to do this, this. Same you didn't get to say amen. I don't know. Last time I said amen, I don't think that prayer. counts then. Amen, God. Hey, you I've actually had a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of thoughts about that. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of incomplete prayers. <laughs> yeah. Just never stop. God just sitting out there like, man. Uh, I almost had the lottery for you. <laughs> All you had to say was, in your name I Dude pray. Dude slamming Amen. the table like, I and thought this was a night. do that. You <laughs> couldn't even finish the prayer. I had now, 20 bucks on you finishing it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a gun. <laughs> now there's lottery tickets going to someone else. That Chiefs Super Bowl, I, I got you to the game. All you had to do was say, in your name I pray, and we would have got back to back ones. Uh, please forgive me for my sins. Hey. <laughs> yep. All right. Dang, that's tough. That's tough. Does it count if you don't kneel at your bed? Like every painting from the 1800s? You know, I stopped doing that a long time ago just in case the devil was underneath my bed and was like, you're not <laughs> finishing this prayer. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have admitted that one, but that was a fear, yeah. I just love that I know it's not a lie or a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Batman, we get back in bed hanging 100% out. 100% true. Devil's not getting us. <laughs> yeah, the Raiders also made some news over the weekend. Their team president uh, stepped down, got fired, for bringing up concerns by multiple employees about hostile workplace conditions within the organization, he tried to go to Mark Davis and talk about what was going on. He tried to go to the NFL, and then Mark Davis said, nah, you're gone. The tough look, I think this is, what, two in the last three years? It's been tough for the old Raiders. This is a Mark Davis thing, I think. And also, I think maybe I tweeted about it, or at least I was reading some tweets over the weekend kind of feels like we're not done with all those emails and what happened there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just – and the fact that this whole situation came down to the fact where Dan was like, hey, like, the women in this, you know, organization are not being treated correctly. Like, that's kind of what it stemmed from. Is well. that what it was? I didn't even yeah, see that Yeah, it was part. like the women treatment and just, I mean, just the overall treatment and concerns from the employees, and that was a hostile workplace and just the mistreatment for the women. And Mark Davis is like, hey, man, I'm trying to get my hair cut here. The, right. The, I can't hear you over the bowl. Everybody got a bowl? Scissors, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's where, like, a lot of times you and I or other people will say, like, you have to get these old white dudes out of the league. That's why. Yeah. That's why you have to get them out. There's no place for them. Make them sell their team. I loved when Adam Silver stepped in and was like, nope, you're a racist prick. You're selling the Clippers. Yep. They need to do this in the NFL. I'm sorry, Dan Snyder. You're out. You're a prick. Sorry uh, to the Raiders and their owner. I, Mark Davis. Yeah. Your dad, Al, tremendous asset to the NFL. Helped make it what it is. Probably, probably pretty scummy guy, too. 
Oh, very much so. I mean, I hate to judge a book by its cover. Dude wore a white jumpsuit everywhere. All the time. Like, he did a good job of integrating the league, but I don't know that I'm going to, like, stamp him as I feel like Mark has just done an – what has Mark done for the NFL? Got that team in Vegas. (laughs) I don't know. That that was was, was Jerry Jones, though, wasn't it? To get them the stadium? And I, probably like the league, too. They just wanted to be in Vegas. So I don't know if it was like, oh, man, they're not going to do a 30 for 30 on how Mark Davis got the Raiders to Vegas. So like yeah. they welcomed them with open arms. It wasn't like anybody was like pulling teeth to get them there. Vegas has been trying to do it for 20 years. The NFL is standing in the way. Finally, the NFL said, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it happened. So I don't, I don't know. I, I think that more people should be forced to sell their team. The fact that the commanders are still under Snyder ownership is ridiculous. It's insane. They have any of that stuff with the Dolphins comes true to where they were paying to tank, force them to sell. Yep. I mean, shit, you could have like four NFL teams for sale over the next couple of years. Like the Broncos. The Broncos are about to sell for like $4 billion. Magic Johnson just got in the mix with that. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. $4 billion. Though. That is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The NFLs, I mean, outpriced their team so much that you can't, like, no individual is going to buy a team. I, I mm-hmm. read an article about it. As soon as the Broncos rumor started, like you will never see an individual owner buy a team again because it's all going to be either passed down, like the Hunt family will pass it down and mm-hmm. keep it in their name, or the the Rooney's in Pittsburgh, or you're going to have to have these ownership groups. You, the one-man owner is going to be eliminated. Yep. Get that money. The NFL gets to the bottom of it, I and mean, it's just – it's a weird situation. And I still wonder, like, what the hell does Dan Snyder have over the NFL that he's just getting a little slap on the wrist? And you have other, like, presidents and stuff like this, like when Mark Davis and their workplace conditions being poor or whatever. It just feels a little fishy. You went through all those emails. You didn't find anything. All the reports and rumors that came out of Washington, you didn't find anything on Dan Snyder. Yeah. Or you didn't find more. I guess you found stuff. You didn't find more. I feel like the NFL is scared of what people are going to find out about them. Not so much like the owners and stuff, but just maybe what the NFL has known and just kind of not necessarily let go, but it was just like slapped on the wrist. I was like, all right, let's not let this happen again. Yeah. Because I feel like the NFL only responds when news like is leaked. When it's public. And they're not expecting it. And they're like, oh, we don't have a handle on this. Yeah. Hey, you're just going to have to bite the bullet and be like, this, we fucked up. You know, we were we were not ready for everything that's taking place. We were, you know, not in the leading force of it. It's just not a good look. We apologize. You're just going to have to find a way to get it out there so everything can be public and then let it settle from there. Yeah. It's like the uh, the Ray Rice thing. If mm-hmm. that if that video of Ray Rice wouldn't have been so viral, if it wouldn't have gone public, he would have played two, three more years in the league. Uh, the Greg Hardy incident, if you read about that one, terrible. Mm-hmm. Worse than the Ray Rice experience. He's still playing the league after. I love watching him get his ass kicked, though. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite things about MMA. Another <laughs> like sport that I'm not super into, but if I get a notification that's like, hey, watch Greg Hardy get the shit kicked out of him. I'm clicking on that notification. <laughs> there Boom, you go, Bleacher Report. That content's free. <laughs> Just keep pushing it. It could be the same video. It could be from 10 years ago when he first started fighting or however long ago it was. Send it to me every six months. I'm clicking on it every time. <laughs> Same video every single time. Don't care. I'll watch it. There was a fight this weekend of a guy that got knocked out from a kick, 
Like, just a front kick. And just watching that head twist, and he just falls down like that. I was like, ooh. I like the slow-mo view where it shows their face all bunched up. (laughs) And it's like, this is actually a 28-year-old guy who's pretty young. But his face is mushed up like he's 80 years old, and now he has no teeth. I can never do it. Nope. Well, there's a price tag on everything, but it's going to be up there. (laughs) It's going to be very high, but it'll... Three million dollars. How much? Three million. Three, yeah. You go fight for three million? Oh, it wouldn't be a fight, but I'd go get my ass kicked for three million. Yeah, I'm right there with you, actually. Mm-hmm. Especially if like, there's an insurance waiver or something like that. <laughs> sure. Hey, I'll take a one punch. I'm knocked out. Mm-hmm. You didn't say how long. How long has the fight got to last? Right. Is there a minimum not, amount of punches that have to be thrown? Because I'm counting for him. Yeah, don't even worry about the uh, the ring girls that bring out the round card. You're not, not going to need them. You're going to need one of them. Don't even print the other signs. Because the, there's no way I have the stamina to last after the three minutes, that's what she said, uh, of a fight. I'm going to be done for. This guy. <laughs> then I have no defense either. So, like, whomever I'm fighting, they're knocking me out very quickly. How long does it take to walk from one end to the ring to the other? That's how long that fight's going to last. 15 seconds. Because maybe you hit me with one and it dazes me. And then the next blow knocks me out, and then you count for 10 seconds. You just have to tell them no leg kicks because, like, you blow out a knee. That's permanent. Like, that's even after the fight. I'll take a black guy. I'll be, I'll be rusted or uh, for three million, banged up for – Take this leg out. There ain't much more damage you could do to it. Alex Smith. I got the money there. to fix it now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it, there would maybe have to be something of, like, hey, you do have to pay for the medical expenses. Because if you put me in a coma for six months, like three million wasn't enough. You're gonna have to pay for that. <laughs> three million well, would it be enough to cover that? I don't know. Oh, it's, oh my god! I've never been in a coma. I got bit by a spider once, though. Hashtag survivor. Yeah, three nights in the hospital for that one. I think the you were there for three nights. Two, two or three nights. Was it three days? Maybe two nights, three days. I never knew you stayed in the hospital for it. Yeah, at least two nights. I think I was there three whole days for a spider bite. I didn't know it got that bad. Oh, dude, it got bad. I mean, I knew there was like you had the side and they had to like scrape it out. All See, that that's what. Shit. Don't talk about your injuries. That's that's my motto. I don't do it. Well, that's not even talking about injuries. I'm talking about your fucking life. You almost I, uh, died. So a lot of people maybe don't know that I got bit by a spider like three years ago now. I just was, was about to move here. Yeah. Uh, I got bit by a spider, went to urgent care. Well, at first I was like, ah. I think this might be a spider bite. This is looking kind of bad. Waited a couple of days, went to urgent care, got to urgent care, and they're like, yeah, that is bad. It's definitely a spider bite. We'll give you like this ointment and like um, prescription and all this stuff. Send me on my way. And they're like, it should go down within like two or three days. Like you'll start to feel fine. You'll be on the mend. And after like two or three days, it had doubled in size. Like the infection area was massive. It, they actually measured it, and I went back to urgent care. I was like, hey, this thing's huge. It's not getting better. And they said, no, it's not getting better. We need you to go to the emergency room right now. I said, right now, right now? They said, right now, right now. And so I went, uh, but they had to measure the infected area. It was like 11 inches by 18 inches, and they, yeah, on my like side, on my love handle. And they estimated, I think that they were like, this is probably like an inch or two deep within your skin too and so they're monitoring me and like they're doing all these tests and shit too and i'm like can't i just like get a shot and be 
on my way. The infection got so close to my kidney, they were worried about my kidney. They, they had me prepped for surgery and were waiting for a test. They almost took my kidney because of a goddamn spider bite. What the fuck? Yeah, I rolled over, and it happened in my bed, too. I rolled over on a brown recluse spider, and it bit me. And But my dumbass during the sleep rolled in the same direction as the spider, and it bit me again. So I had two spider bites in the same area, and it, it was terrible. How many bites can a spider give? I, I have no idea. Died after one. I don't know. Just a I, bumblebee. I think though. I'm the only dumbass who's been bit by a spider twice. <laughs> by the same spider twice. Oh, I mean, time you got me the first time, and I tried again. Yeah, yeah, and that that was it was tough. So I went to the hospital thinking like I'll be fine. Like I really thought like they'd cut out some of the infection and like give me a shot, some steroids, and I'd be on my way. But I wasn't. I was there for I think I stayed for two nights. And three whole days. Wow. Oh, yeah, I did not know this. I just thought it was a spider bite. They scraped it out and sent you on your way. Yeah. Nope. No, that was afterwards. I had to go back monthly for them to scrape out the infection Ugh. and dead skin stuff. And that motherfucker turned black. Dark black. It was disgusting. Nice talking spiders. <laughs> top. So is that I'm like still- all healed up then or do you got like an indention in your side? No, I have a, a small scar. Honestly, a small scar from it. But they did have to, uh, they would scrape it or whatever, let part of that heal, and then have to scrape other areas. The worst building I've ever been in is the wound center here in Joplin Mo. Absolutely terrible. I walk in there, I've got a spider bite that is pretty much healed fine. It's concealed. If I walked in, you'd be like, no, what's this guy doing here? Yeah. I walk in and I see like three or four other people. There was like an old dude who his foot was rotting off. It was not bandaged or anything. That's the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what happened. I I don't know if his was a spider bite. It looked like he stepped on mine, though. Like, it was bad. And he had it just out and about so you could see it? It made me throw up just thinking about it. Yeah, it was me and a bunch of old people. I thought like, man, there might be like a dude who's like, Suffered from a gunshot wound or like some cool stories. No, it was just old people with parts of their body rotting away slowly and me with the spider bite. That's talking spiders. <laughs> Mello got his hangover superpowers from the spider bite. Maybe. Brooks in the group chat. <laughs> That's why even like part of my Twitter bio is like spider bite survivor. It did get pretty serious. I know like even at the time I was teaching – and it happened over the summer. So when I came back after summer break, people were like, oh, hey, how was the spider bite? And then I'd tell them the story, and they'd be like, are you serious right now? Like, for real? And I'm like, yeah, like that. it was really bad spider bite. It got, it got pretty serious there for a second. What about the uh, spider bite awareness fun run for the cure? Right. That's our little race we do in Joplin. Yeah. But it's uh, Formula One racing. <laughs> not, <laughs> not running. No Michael Scott running for that one, too. Medical bills got expensive for that stay. Oh, so I'm if sure. you're going to punch me in the face and put me in a coma, I'm going to need some money. I'm That's where this whole thing started. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when you – my version of the story that I got from him was like, oh, I got bit by a spider. You know, I had to go scrape it out. I'm good, though. Like, I had to ask Matt, like, hey, does this look bad? And Matt was like, yeah, that is. You need to go. And then I was like, I went, and then they just took care of me. I did not know you were spending days in a hospital. Oh, yeah, three of them. Just me and my mom. Shout out to mom. Just hanging out, like watching the prices right in some 
um, what's that channel? Like the ID channel? Something like that. Yeah. Where they do all the like detective stuff. It's like I've watched so much of that over <laughs> the course of three days. It was in the middle of summer too. It was like July 1st was the day that I went into the hospital. You missed 4th of July? No, I got out right before it. I was like, hey, like, am I going to be out by July 4th? Like, I've got some drinking to do. <laughs> and I got to leave on July 3rd. So it was two nights, three days. But I got out. Well, now apparently to the group chat, they've done some research. <laughs> the only worst spider in the U.S. is a black widow. You're over here getting bit by a brown recluse twice. You got double bit by the number two venomous spider in the and States. The, the, I think the, like, the part that made it the most serious is that it bit me like right on top of my kidney and on my side. So I was like, your kidney might be fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing you live with one kidney, right? Yeah. I mean, I was not thrilled about the potential of losing one. Yeah. Again, a little bit of a drinker. I feel like I need those. No joke. I'm not exactly the poster of health anyway. Well, I mean, especially after what we just did this weekend in terms of drinking. Can you imagine doing what we did this weekend with one kidney for you? No, I'd be Not good, my guy. Half the man. (laughs) It was fun this weekend. It was. I managed to survive the spider bite again. That was like three or four years ago. It was three years ago. Uh, I'll tell you what, you don't have to worry about spiders at Club 609, though. They won't get you there. But that happy hour will. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Definitely, if you're in the area, check them out. Good chance Big Country and I will probably be in there. I mean, it's pretty much a second home. I do have the tattoo. To prove it, check them out for that great happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them at Downtown Lou for their full list of services. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So, again, downtownlube.com for those full list of services. Again, it's not a matter of if you're going to need that oil change. It's a matter of when. So go ahead and get that done right here in the Joplin, right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri at Downtown Lube. Yeah, uh, I thought everybody kind of knew how serious the spider no. bite situation was. Um but it, it was, it was. I hate when people are. I, I had a near death experience uh, when they didn't. It, mine wasn't close to that, but it was like I got bit by a fucking spider and put in the hospital for three days. This is some <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> uh, last year around this time, I almost died. My uh, my daughters were afraid to come see me because I was hooked up to like an IV, and they thought I was like dying. I'm like, no, I'm fine. Like, I can get up and walk. Like. I'll be okay. <laughs> I think it traumatized them. They still remember it, but it was, it was serious, but not like uh, not super serious. So your life wasn't threatened. Then it was just, just my kidney. Okay. Which I don't know. Do well, we'll have to remember from... July first. You know, <laughs> yeah. Mel almost lost his kidney. Right. Yeah. I wish I could remember the actual date that the spider got me because my dumbass did put it off for a little, like a while. Like, the first two days, honestly, I was probably like, is this a spider bite or is this, like, a really bad mosquito bite? Well, you might be able to just go, what, six days in front of July 1st? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because I'm also, I'm allergic to mosquitoes. So sometimes I will get bit by a mosquito and it swells up and it's, it's pretty bad. So for the first two days, there was a thought of, like, maybe this is a bad mosquito bite. And then it started to look pretty nasty and I realized it wasn't a mosquito bite, which resulted in the first day. And they even told me when I got to the, this is fucked up. I don't want to scare anybody. They told me when I got to the ER, like the, the antibacterial cream they gave me, 
that like there's a 98% chance that it works and it takes care of the infection. There's like a 2% chance that it thins out the skin and the infection spreads. I'm a two percenter. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like I was, I was on a lot of medication. Maybe those numbers aren't accurate. But what they like the ointment that they gave me to put on it, like, yeah, 98% of the time or whatever, it works and you're How fine. How much shit are we just living off of? Like, ooh, 60% chance this keeps you alive. You know when they read off those like symptoms really quick at the end of any yes. medical? Like, that's it. Have you noticed over the years that those have gotten longer and longer? Yeah. Yeah. And I've always questioned. It's like, yeah, I could get rid of my heartburn. But I also might die. I'm also going to have heart disease now, so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, this may cause cancer, but you won't have heartburn. (laughs) (laughs) Prilosex, the one for you. Uh, Matchmaker Monday for you, though. More medicine. We had a wonderful time at the golf tournament. And um, me, Big Country, our guy Matt was out there. We host this mic'd up golf tournament every year, which is phenomenal time. We were out there. We were drinking uh, we go around with shots. A lot of people, when you're going around with shots, say like, yeah, I'll get one. Let me get one for you as well. And we've learned over the years that can get out of hand pretty quickly. Yep. This year, I was out there, and I had a vape pen with me. And I thought my parents knew that I smoked weed. But I took a little pull in front of my dad, and this man says, I didn't know you were taking weed. I felt like I was 14 years old all <laughs> over again for him to say, I didn't know you were taking weed. And he wasn't even like, it wasn't like a, I'm in trouble thing. It was like, a, oh, I didn't know you did that. But for him to say taking weed while I'm high and a little drunk, <laughs> I laughed about it all day. I, I laughed about it yesterday too. Like he, he really said taking weed. I immediately had to text my brothers and be like, this is what dad said. <laughs> he said taking weed. What an old man. He doesn't even know. Um, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. So my matchmaker Monday, me smoking around my dad more often. I got to get him to say some other cliche dad things. Like, I didn't know you were taking weed. I didn't know you were on the pot. Yes, I am very much so. Yeah. My first Matchmaker Monday was uh, me versus the sun. You know, I knew it was going to be a nice day out there. It rained all week. But I didn't think that it was going to get me as bad as it did. Because I'm like, I'm driving a golf cart around. Like, it's fine. Like, I'll probably get a little bit of burn. Like, my left side of the arm. I have absolutely roasted on the left side of my face, my left arm, all the way up to my hand, and my knee to a certain point. Your leg is the best part. To where my shorts were. Like, my shorts were constantly in the same spot on the golf cart from driving around. So my shorts can sit a spot on my leg. Like, oh, man, you got sunburnt. I lift shorts up a centimeter. Defiant line of just white and pink. Like, I am just – the sun got every bit of me that it could. You look like Neapolitan ice cream (laughs) without the brown part. Just just right down the middle. And then, boom, pink. Yeah. (laughs) It is just – and the one on my forearm is so sensitive that, like, every time it touches my desk, like, taking the shower this morning was rough. Because, like, the water, like, I had to turn the shower to be cold. And, like, the cold water still hurt the skin. It was so sensitive. Yeah. I bought even bought sunscreen. Didn't use it. You didn't use it? I don't know, I've left it at home. How's your hat line? <laughs> I didn't, I haven't even looked. I've been scared too, honestly. I think I can tell that one side of your face is darker than the other. Yeah. <laughs> still. Yeah. Yep. There are so many of you guys that got sunburned so bad. My second superpower, I rarely sunburn. 
Are you serious? I got like nothing. Dog. <laughs> and I mowed you. yesterday too. <laughs> Who else got sunburned? I didn't really. The Lord blessed me with being able to drink outside all day. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what you that's, were about. That's my real superpower. Being able to drink in the sun and not feel affected. <laughs> there were a lot of people that did get sunburned. But this is your karma. You always say, thought you were tougher than the sun. <laughs> Not no more. I'm done. I'm done trying to be. You said tough. that last year when the, you had your golf tan from your golf club. Yeah, and then I would go out there. Like I don't have to worry about it this year because my hand just is also just burnt. Your I was hand literally. Is? Yeah, like I've my never whole, burnt. The whole uh-huh. left side of my arm where it I've just never sat. had a sunburn on my hand. I don't think. Yeah, well, when you try to squeeze your hand and like your your skin's on wrinkles or tightens, mm-hmm. it pulls it. The only place it really ever gets me is my face will get burnt for like a day, mm-hmm. and then I'm fine. And uh, this is me. I'm going to get my karma. I'm going to get sunburned as shit tonight or something. And, but my shoulders, like the, my back and my shoulders will get a little sunburned. Also, not a big swimmer, if you didn't know that. So <laughs> not really giving myself a lot of opportunities for the back and shoulders to be sunburned. The worst place to get sunburned is right on the back side of your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you do go to raise your arm and all your skin wrinkles up and it just, like, oh, yeah. I can just feel the pain now. Or your shirt rubs on it. Yeah. That's the worst. Uh, my next Matchmaker Monday is the Ozarks and the show Ozark. So I'm a little bit behind. I'm on season three now. Oh, well, you're past me, though. Ozark? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, look at me. I should have watched it Saturday, but I was too busy laying in bed. So Sunday. Sunday is what I meant, yes. <laughs> Right. It is Monday. <laughs> Hi. I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> uh, I, I'm watching it. I'm getting caught up on it. I liked season one. Now every time I watch it, I'm like, I just remember, like, this is actually nothing like the, the area of the Ozarks. Because we live in the Ozarks. The show takes place at Lake of the Ozarks, which I also feel those are two different areas. Lake of the Ozarks, northern Missouri. Ozarks. Southern Missouri into Arkansas, but that's whatever. But, but I kind of like a way to combine it, it's where you like get the trashiness of like the Southern Ozark area up into the Lake of the Ozarks. It, so many people ask me or have asked me throughout the time that Ozark's been going on, like, oh, how accurate is it? Not very. <laughs> it's not very because I'll tell you, the Lake of the Ozarks, millionaires just walking around there. Oh, everywhere uh, to get property on that lake. You're starting in the millions of dollars. Yep. The rich-ass people from Kansas City and St. Louis, that part is true. It's a lot of meth and a lot of money. So like all this like organized crime stuff, I, I don't think that happens there. But if you're on the lake, you're looking at millions of dollars. Incredibly nice boats, houses, everything. You get about 10 miles away from that lake, and it's meth everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the part that really got me, is that old Ruth runs this strip club. And I see this and I think, I've never seen a stripper that attractive in the state of Missouri, ever. <laughs> and I know they're not at the Lake of the Ozarks. <clears throat> like maybe in Kansas City, you might get that level of stripper. Maybe. But it's not happening like St. Louis, Springfield, Joplin, Lake of the Ozarks. That shit's not real. And then they went on a hunting trip. This is like season two. They go on this hunting trip, and they're like, do you know what today is? And like, yeah, it's opening day of hunting season. 
Number one, that's in fucking November, and it snows that day every year. <laughs> I don't know what the farmer's almanac is doing. It snows every day on opening day of deer season. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, walking around, and there are gunshots going off. Like it's saving Private Ryan. Like it's like fucking public land, yeah. Absolutely there, not realistic. There are some places like we can go like like hunting on public land and it is just tough to do that. But like with that whole situation, like you're just walking through the woods mm-hmm. and this deer's just and then, yeah, you stumble standing on a deer. there. <laughs> no, fucking deer, they hear a squirrel and they're like, Fuck this <sighs> out of there. And I mean there are just continuous gunshots around. Like you might go hunting and like hear a gunshot and be like, Oh, there's another hunter. In the area. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. We should probably go. But this one, it's like, <laughs> and they're just casually having a conversation, yep. walking to find this deer. No deer stand. No, like, set up blinds or anything like that. Just six people <laughs> walking through the woods. It's like, come on. Like, go to the Ozarks. Go to the Lake of the Ozarks before you start the show. Maybe figure it out a little bit better. Still a good show. But come on, like let's match up these things, yep. the Ozarks with Ozark. I agree with you. Uh, my next one, uh, or last match week Monday, excuse me, um, is the own, excuse me, is the NBA and the old guy style of basketball. And what I mean by that is Jackie it, Moon, it, <laughs> for sure, is that they're not allowing like Chris Paul. And I say old guys because that's pretty much who I'm referring to. Is they're not letting Chris Paul kind of get away with all the bullshit. That he feel like that we feel like he normally does. Like he fouls out of the game last night, and then you look at James Harden and leading up till this weekend, you know where he drops thirty points. It was like, hey, the NBA has really cracked down on how all of this is being played, and like just kind of the the floppy, just softness of it. They're not allowing it, and I've kind of become like I've become a huge fan of it. So like when a game's on, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna sit here and watch this and not deal with any of that BS flopping bullshit or just weak fouls. I'm all about it. So I just want to go ahead and mash those together and just be like, thank you, NBA. Really I've always it. thought that it's bullshit with the NBA. And obviously, I'm a Jordan guy. You're a LeBron guy. But even going back to his era, and there's the clip that you and I love of like the ref walking up to him and being like, I didn't see it, Michael, but I believe you. <laughs> Why are we making the league easier for your superstars? Even in football with like the quarterbacks or you know some of the receivers, like oh, you're probably going to get that call. Why? Like, shouldn't it be the other way around? Where like, hey, you're a superstar. You don't need that call. Yeah, we don't need you on the foul line. We want to see you doing more stuff at the rim. Like basketball, I feel like is the worst because there are like you'll get some of these rookies and like they'll get fouled hard and they won't get the call because they think the refs think like, oh, you got to put in your time first. Yep. You can't get that call yet. Like, no, that's not anywhere in the rule book where it says you have to be a six year veteran on your second contract. <laughs> And made three all-star appearances or whatever. Once you get that be, super if it's a foul, deal. it's a foul. Yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm right there with you, too. It is nice to see, like, James Harden struggle to get to the line over the course of the season. Some of the stuff with Chris Paul, even. Uh, Giannis, I know uh, the other night, was he was about to complain about <laughs> the refs. I thought he had a hilarious comment of, like, how much is it? How much do I have to pay? Is it 20000 Okay, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm going to save my money. I must have missed that one, but that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, it is good for the NBA. And obviously, it just it should be fair regardless of who's the superstar and who's not. Um, all right, that's it for us today, though. I uh, appreciate you guys joining us, as always, with the, the randomness. I had no idea we would uh, document my spider bite history today, but we did. I thank you guys for putting up with that. I will say I have a Tell the Truth Tuesday for tomorrow. 
revolving the spider bite, it might be too embarrassing. I don't know. We'll see how I feel in 24 hours. It's a good Tell the Truth Tuesday, though. Pretty embarrassing. We'll see if I tell it or not. But we appreciate you guys joining us here today. We will be back at it tomorrow. Don't be afraid to leave us your Tell the Truth Tuesdays for Tuesday uh, right here in the call-in app at 10 a.m. Central Time every weekday. Uh, again, get involved with that chat. It's, it's a great place. We didn't read too many messages off today, uh, but it was a good time. We appreciate you guys joining us, and we will be back tomorrow.